Well, good morning, gathering family. Thank you for coming out here, for all of you that are here, and for all of you that are not here, for all of you that are at home today, probably more of you than there are in this building. Everybody, thank you for making coming around the Word of God a part of your day today. Well, if you've been following us at all, you know that Pastor John started, and last week he finished a series called Learning to Live in Victory. And the thing is, if you missed that, if you missed any part of that, go to gatheringchurch.org, click on watch, and you can watch any part in that series. If you need prayer, if you want to talk to somebody, connect at gatheringchurch.org. Well, today in our society, I think we are in unprecedented times. I mean, it doesn't take a, a genius to know that we're experiencing things in today's social culture that we haven't ever experienced. The, the literal shutdown of um, the American economy and this virus that we all have to watch out for, these are difficult times. These are times that can get under anybody's skin. Even the most faithful, even the most faith-filled can experience discouragement during a time like this and even fear, right? So I think we have to seek the help of the Lord, the Holy Spirit, to address the discouragement that can get under each of us. If ever there was a time we could be discouraged, it's now. Discouragement affects everybody. There are, there are, discouragement is no respecter of persons. It hits the young, it hits the old, it hits all of us. And for me, Actually, I tend to have a degree in discouragement, Aaron. You know, Pastor John, he, for some reason, he just loves these steady people. He just loved all these steady people, right? I got to admit, brother, I told Libby I felt like a hypocrite working on this message today because dealing with discouragement isn't easy. Whether you're a pastor or, or a Sunday school teacher or an electrician or anything like that, discouragement isn't easy to deal with, and it can steal our faith. Where we were once filled with faith, our expectations don't get met one time, and what is it? Taillights to God, right? It's, it's just the easy human thing to do. Well, I want to talk about that today, and with these things, this backdrop in mind, I want to explore four key biblical principles that we can apply today to help us wade through the deep waters of discouragement. Will you join me today as we open up the Word of God? If you're at home, grab a Bible. Grab a Bible, open it up, and look along with us. If not, it's going to be on the screen. We are in Mark chapter 2. Mark chapter 2. We're going to start at verse 1. We're going to go to verse 12 and we're going to go all the way through that passage. So here's what it says, Mark chapter 2, verse 1. I think this is a really familiar story. It says, when Jesus again entered Capernaum, the people heard that he had come home. They gathered in such large numbers that there was no room left, not even outside the door, and he preached the word to them. Some men came, bringing to him a paralyzed man, carried by four of them. Since they could not get him to Jesus because of the crowd, they made an opening in the roof above Jesus by digging through it. And when they lowered the mat of the man, Jesus saw their faith and said to the paralyzed man, Son, 
your sins are forgiven. Now, some teachers of the law were sitting there thinking to themselves, why does this fellow talk like that? He's blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? Immediately, Jesus knew in his spirit that this was what they were thinking in their hearts. And he said to them, why are you thinking these things? Which is easier, to say to this paralyzed man, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up, take your mat, and walk? But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. Can somebody say hallelujah? So he said to the man, I tell you, get up, take your mat, and go home. He got up, took his mat, and walked out in full view of them all. This amazed everyone, and they praised God, saying, we have never seen anything like this. Does anybody want to see something they've never seen? Man, I want to see something I've never seen. I tell you what. From all of the different times in my 54-year pilgrimage, this time now has been the most difficult for me to, to navigate. I mean, that's, that's kind of hard to understand that with all that experience and all the various things that we've gone through, this time is difficult to navigate, and I need to know, how do I dig through the roofs in my life? How do I get through the discouragement of the front door being locked? Do I have the faith to climb on the roof? and start throwing away tiles. Come on, who does this? Do you, do you have friends like that that are gonna carry you up to the roof on a mat? Oh my goodness, let's go before the Lord and pray that we might see some things that we've never seen before. Lord, we are so, so grateful for your spirit. We're so grateful for your presence, Lord. And God, we hesitate to even speak on your behalf, but we know that you speak through men, God, and we know that you speak to your people, Lord. We're asking you today, God, order words in heaven and speak them. Speak them, Lord. Speak them over broken and humble human lips today, Lord. Amen. Amen see some things that we've not seen. Well, we're going to start with our big idea today. And here is what the big idea is. Kind of the, kind of the theme through the whole message. It's this. You cannot lose what you've already surrendered. Mm. Amen. I, I would tell you to slap somebody next to you and tell them you cannot <laughs> lose what you... You don't have anybody close enough to you. <laughs> you cannot lose what you've already surrendered. Now, what is discouragement? Discouragement, quite simply, is a loss of hope, right? It's a loss of hope. And it happens on any level. You know, I have, I have a favorite cereal, Pastor John. It's Golden Grams. Golden Grams, yes? Yeah, okay. I love Golden Grams, but you know what? When my kids were growing up, I had a boy, his name was Daniel too, and he loved Golden Grams. Now, how do you know when you can have some discouragement, right? When you go to the, to the breakfast cupboard in the morning and you're looking for the favorite cereal that you've always had, and lo and behold, the cereal box is gone, or worse, what? It's empty. Come on now. Only my, are only my kids the ones who put the box back completely empty so that when dad comes down hungry from a long night of sleeping, that he looks for his golden grams and the box is empty? 
Well, now that's a silly, silly illustration. Of course it is. But it, it helps us to see that discouragement comes in a lot of different forms on a lot of different levels. And most of the time, I don't think we see it coming. So we want to be prepared. You know, there's that famous um, movie, Vacation, that Pastor John loves Cousin Eddie, right? You love Cousin Eddie? He's like your favorite guy. If he was here, he'd probably be right there, I bet, next to you. Do you ever remember that scene in Vacation? Of course you do. At the end where, where Clark and family and the beautiful station wagon that they have, they, they pull up to Wally World. Do you remember it? They pull up to Wally World. Clark is determined, come hell or high water, they're going to have a good time at Wally World, and he's going to make any sacrifice he can to get his family to Wally World. So here they come. They come down the way. There's anticipation. There's expectation. There's all kinds of hope for a great family day. They pull up, and the parking lot is empty, right? Now, most of us are going to think, what? My goodness, maybe they're not home today. But what does Clark think? Clark says, hey, we got the whole park to ourselves, right? He's not going to be put down by the doors being locked and John Candy being there as the, as the security guard. No way. Clark is going to go in. But imagine the, the way disappointment sneaks up on you. You're anticipating this thing. You have this big expectation, and then boom, expectations are shattered by reality. Anybody have some expectations that didn't meet up with your reality? That's ultimately what discouragement is. It's that... It's that lonely, dimly lit place between our expectations and our reality. And what we need to do is we need to learn to surrender our expectations. Because what we've already surrendered, we can't lose. Right? If I've already surrendered my expectation for, oh, what are the things I'm going to do here? Right? That's something everybody thinks about. We're a new church, we're, we're moving fast, we're, we're doing all that the Lord puts in front of us, and it's easy to think, well, what's my part? You know, I wanna, I wanna try this, I wanna try, but you know what happens? If I have expectations about being the big, tall Mr. Pastor Man, right? And then for some reason that doesn't happen. My expectations are shattered by my reality. Discouragement sets in and I lose faith. Anybody been there? That's exactly what happens, but if I surrender that expectation to where I show up and I say, and honestly, this isn't always what I do, but I'm going to use it anyways. I show up and I say, hey, whatever, whatever you need me to do. I'm not a great box mover or that kind of thing anymore, at least, but I can do some things. Whatever you need me to do. I don't need the position. I don't need the title. I don't need the slap on the back from anybody, right? Because why? I've surrendered my expectations to the Lord so that I can live a hope, faith-filled life. Amen. Yes, 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 yes. So let's look at principle number one to help us deal with the discouragements that come into our lives. For, friends, principle number one, key number one is this. Friends fight discouragement. Somebody say friends fight discouragement. Friends fight. Yes, 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 yes. Friends, how many know that your friends have a big deal with how you do in your life, with how you're feeling or, or walking through life, right? You get the wrong friend, Larissa, and what happens? You start hanging around the wrong person, right? Oh, gosh, you know what? It's cloudy today. I just, I just can't go out to. Come on, you live in Arizona. You get clouds like six days a year. 
and we're going to complain about cloudy one day. But you've got to get the right people around you because friends can help us fight discouragement. Look here at Mark chapter 2, verse number 3, where it says this. It says, some men. Now, it's amazing to me that this, this is just the lone mention of these godly men, these godly, self-sacrificial saints. I mean, look here, some men, no names mentioned, bringing to him a paralyzed man carried by four of them. So now some men are four men. These guys are obviously this guy's friend. Now, friends can help us fight discouragement. Now, these aren't garden variety friends. These are not garden variety friends, right? A little text here and there, and sometimes they'll ghost you for a day, right? You, you and I are both being you know, honest when we say we like to ghost once in a while, maybe not on purpose. But good friends are great if you can find them. Now, check out these characters. When I say that these guys weren't garden variety friends, I'm not kidding. These guys were real friends. They go to the guy's house. They pick the guy up. They carry the guy through the dust and the Middle Eastern heat all the way to this place where Jesus was supposed to be talking. They obviously have this great expectation that they're going to run and get this thing done. Now, what's this doing for the man on the mat's faith? His friends, right? What are his friends doing for his faith? They're helping to bear his burdens, right? Isn't that how it works in Christianity, Pastor John? Supposed to bear one another's burdens. These guys are getting it done. And guys, i got to be honest with you. Bearing burdens is not easy. A lot of times it's going to interrupt the pizza you were eating, right? A lot of times it's going to interrupt the nap that we have going on that day. Michael, you're out there working at 9 o'clock at night, and a lot of times, if you would have called, it's going to interrupt whatever I had going on at that time. Bear one another burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. So here these guys are. They get their expectations. They can't get in. There's so many people there. Now, I have to be honest, if that's me, and I went through all that trouble in the heat to get this guy all the way to this venue where Jesus was, and it's so packed, and it even goes on to say in the passage, even by the door, it was packed. So there was no room to move, there was no room to navigate, certainly no room to get a paralyzed man to the master. But friends, don't give up. What do they do? What did these friends do? And what do we have to do by extension? Because they're showing us what bearing burdens looks like. These guys had to sacrifice, didn't they? They had to do self-sacrificial things. I'm sure they all wanted to do something different. But a friend sticks closer than a brother. And bearing one another's burdens breathes faith into the people around you. Larissa, you have the power to breathe faith and hope into somebody else just by carrying a burden and being a real friend. Friends, friends fight discouragement. Key or principle number two to help us tread through these deep waters of discouragement that we all face. Direction disarms discouragement. Direction disarms discouragement. Now, what do I mean by that? Have you ever been in a car? I'm sure that most of us have, either driving or or sitting in in a passenger, and you've got somebody in a car in front of you, right? And you're following them. You don't know where you're going. You're following them, and 
Have you ever done that for about 10 or 15 or 20 minutes and then you, they do a UE? Right? You're following them. They don't know where they're going. They don't know where they're going. Help is going to be far away if you don't have your direction right. We have to have the, the sails of our life up for the wind of God's spirit and we have to surrender things to God so that we're headed in God's direction. These guys didn't go to the doctor. These guys didn't take them to a friend. Didn't take them somewhere where, where they were going to do some kind of crazy thing. They didn't take them to a different place where the religious guys were, right? Because the religious were all around this area. It was, it was, religion was a big thing. It was part of the political system. It was a huge thing. But do you know that these Pharisees were angry that Jesus did this kind of healing? This is what the, the religious system is doing. And even disabled people were, were disallowed from temple service, right? And one time, the religious people thought that a guy was disabled because of the sins of his parents. So there was all kinds of mess going on around this. But when you go in the right direction... When you go to the one who doesn't discriminate, and it doesn't discriminate on, on how big our feet are, whether or not our feet work, what our talents are, what we brought to the table, we have to go in the right direction. The, the one who can save, the one who can heal, the one who knows the end from the beginning, when we surrender to him, man, we're headed in the right direction. Direction. So number two, point number two is direction disarms discouragement. Man, let's get our direction right. Some of us are going in the wrong direction. I mean, honestly, and I was telling Pastor John about uh, this thing, the season that I'm in, I'm, I've got more major changes happening in this season. And my goodness, brother, it has been a struggle. But you know what? It's the right direction. It's the right direction direction. The people, the guy was heavy. They had to have four of them. I mean, getting a paralyzed guy who can't move up on a roof? Come on, these guys had to lay out some, some effort. This wasn't easy. They were bringing this guy in the right direction. Key number three is this. And boy, this is a, this is a big one, and it works in tandem with faith. It's this. Determination Determination discourages discouragement. Can I say that again, Aaron? I think I have. You know that I always say the points two times in a row anyway, so it doesn't matter what you say. Determination discourages discouragement. Here's what it says in Mark 2, 4. It says, since they could not get him to Jesus because of the crowd... They made an opening in the roof above Jesus by digging through it. Now, there it is. There's that determination, right? There's that pressing through. There's that digging in. We have to dig in to deal with discouragement sometimes. The path isn't easy. The path isn't always fun. The path is sometimes lonely. But when you know the end from the beginning and who wins at the end... Man, you can have faith to live and to fight another day by surrendering our expectations to the Lord. That way we don't lose heart when we've surrendered our expectations and we come with empty hands. We come with open hands saying, Lord, 
man, I don't have much to give. I don't have much. But I'll tell you what, I'm going to use what I have with all the power and determination that God gives me. I want to set my face like a flint and have steel for a backbone when the winds and the waves come and I can still head to Jesus in the right direction. Can you say amen? Determination discourages discouragement. Look what Paul said in 1 Corinthians, just a beautiful passage. He says this in 1 Corinthians 9, verse number 24. He says, do you not know that those who run in a race all run? Everybody's running, but only one receives a prize. Run in such a way that you may win. What's he saying? He's saying, come on, pull out that determination card. Get that determination card out and do what you know to do. Put your hands to the plow and don't look back. Run in such a way that you may win. Everyone who competes in the games exercises self-control in all things. They then do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable. Therefore, I run in such a way as don't run in such a way as without aim. I box in such a way as not beating the air. Man, we got to stop beating the air with sideways energy. Yeah. Put first things first, which is salvation from sin through Jesus Christ Amen. and a new life of following him yeah. through all the difficulties, through all the full rooms, through all the walls we have to scale to get to the roof, through all the clay tiles we have to pick up and throw aside. We gotta find a rope, we gotta tie a rope on our boy. We gotta let our boy down with a rope. Come on, there's some stuff we gotta do. There's some things that are set before us that God has called us to do, and if we don't do them, guess what? He may not do it tomorrow, but he'll find somebody who will. Because the word of the Lord happens. God's will happens, and we get to be a part of it. Boy, let's set aside discouragement. Let's be determined that we're going to do the thing that God has set out before us. We all know what it is, don't we? We all know the stuff we should be doing differently, the habits we need to be dealing with if we're going to take it up a little bit higher. I mean, you got to deal with some habits if you're going to step up. The spiritual realm is no game here. We're going to step up and we're going to walk with the Lord. There's some things around us that we got to get out of, Aaron. There's some things around us that we got to step through and go past. We can't get bogged down in the mud and the trials and the discouragements of this life. One missionary wrote this wonderful book that's called Live Dead. And man, that's what that thing is all about, isn't it? Live Dead. And I'm going to tell you, that sounds so morbid. It sounds hard to do. It sounds like, man, what is this? Some kind of works salvation? But man, that's the freest way to live. It is the freest way to live to set aside our expectations. It's free to come to God, to come to church, to come to your friends with empty hands and a willing heart with no expectations. I guarantee you, friends, if you try it, your discouragement probably won't even be there because your expectations were not shattered. Key number four, last key today. Determination discourages discouragement. And number four is faith 
overcomes discouragement. Now, determination and faith sound similar, but they're different things. Faith has to have determination. The Bible says that, that faith by, without works is dead. It's de you know the devils have that kind of faith. It says that the demons believed. Same word in the Greek as when believers believe. Same word, demons believed. But you know what they're missing? They're missing determination. They're missing picking up the mat of the brother. That's what they're missing. Faith. Do you have faith? Look at what it says. It says, since they could not get him to Jesus because of the crowd, they made an opening in the roof above Jesus by digging through it. Man, that takes some faith. You got to believe that there's somebody on the other side of that roof that's going to make something happen. Bible says in another spot, when Jesus returns, will he find faith? You know, faith can be seen. Faith can be seen. You could see these guys doing this self-sacrificial thing with nothing in it for them, for their brother. That faith could be seen. Faith. Faith overcomes discouragement, man. These guys had some faith. Do we have faith? Do you have faith? Girl, I know you have faith. Do we have faith? Faith can be seen. What is the evidence of our faith? Am I determined? Am I pushed aside by every wind and wave that, that just wrecks my day? Do I have to go sulk and get away from people and and, and get mad and hold grudges. And you know, if you're holding grudges, you haven't surrendered your expectations. If we're living with bitterness, we haven't surrendered our expectations. What you surrendered, you can never lose. Man, let's us do it. Because when God humbles us, man, that's a different ball game, isn't it? And you know, that's coming for everybody. Every knee will bow, says the word, and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. Have you put your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ? Have you put your hope in the Lord Jesus Christ? I know discouragement is racking all of us on different levels. Nobody is immune. Have you raised the gaze of your soul to the author and the finisher of your faith? Have you crucified your expectations so that you're able to, in freedom, walk out and live this Christian life? Faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, who is going to renew us, renew our hope, renew our desires, make us anew from where we are. And you know what? I, I had a pastor one time, he used to say that, that he doesn't, he's not in the remodeling business. And he's not going to come up and, you know, like, uh, you know, a little dabble, do you? And you, you get that hair and then, yeah, okay, well, we got to straighten this thing up. No, 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 no. He's in the demolition business. We have to surrender our expectations. We don't just fix them and tidy them up and kind of spin them a little bit so they look like they're, no, 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 no. Surrender is the only way to walk in the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ. So friends, 
fight discouragement. Direction disarms discouragement. Determination discourages discouragement. And faith overcomes discouragement. Man, I want you to be overcomers through the power of the Lord Jesus Christ today. Will you take a moment, anybody who needs a fresh touch on their determination, they need their faith stirred up. You know, sometimes you gotta stir yourself up. The Bible says I encouraged myself in the Lord. That was a time I didn't have any friends around me. And, and those happened. Some stuff is just so difficult, you can't even share it with somebody. Sometimes we don't even know the words to express what's, what's got us down. Turn your life over to the one who knows the end from the beginning and save yourself a life of discouragement. Let's pray. God, we're so thankful for the opportunity to spend time in your word with your people in whatever way we can, Lord. We're thankful for that opportunity. God, I pray for everybody in this room. I pray for everybody watching over the net, God. I pray that your spirit, God, would lean on each of us, God, that we would feel your presence, God, and be inspired, Lord, to take on a new faith, to take on a living faith, to take on a faith that impacts me first and the people around me. Life-changing faith, Lord. Do it, do it, do it. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you have prayed to the Lord, if you have accepted the Lord, if you cried out to the Lord, throw something in the comments. Tell us, I called on God. I look to Jesus today. If you want to do it more privately, just send a note to connect at gatheringchurch.org. Well, we love you guys. We're thankful for you guys. Thankful for joining us here on the, on the net. Until next time, have a great, great day. Well, thank you, Pastor Dan, for that awesome message. What a great thought. You can't lose what you've already surrendered. So true, so pertinent to what we're going through these days. Hey, I want to invite you back next week, 10 a.m. on all our online platforms as we kick off that new series, Portal to Purpose, Discovering a Life That Matters. We'll see you back 10 a.m. God bless. Have a great week.